Culture Club. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is drive time. Elliot Dank and Timothy Go and Chua Jianjian with you. It's now time for Culture Club. And today we're talking about things like diamonds. Rubies, topaz, emeralds, amethysts, and all that. You know, yeah. I grew up with all these words. Yeah, because your family is in the jewelry business? Yes. Mm. And my father is a gemologist, and yet I know nothing about gemstones. <laughs> all right. This is going to be an exciting conversation. I don't conversation. own anything either. See, our guests are like shocked, right? <laughs> but anyway, gemstones are precious mineral yeah. elements that have been priced for, for their beauty. And their value for centuries. I mean, royalties, kings yeah. and queens, they wear these. And in recent years, it's been getting a lot of traction, especially, I, I don't know if you've noticed this, uh, a lot of people um, for the engagement rings, they don't do the traditional diamond rings anymore. You know, they, in fact, my family alone, uh, my sister-in-law, my wife, mm. they were proposed to with uh, gemstones. But diamonds are forever. Okay, Tim. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about uh, the Gem Museum. Um, there is a gem museum here in Singapore, and it's a private museum of gemstones set up by a husband and wife duo with uh, 700 specimens on display. I must go see this. It's located in Perak Road. In the studio with us is Tae Kunming. Uh, Kunming, good evening. How are you? Hi, hi. And joining him, of course, uh, Lok Hui Ing. And they are the co-founders and directors of the Gem Museum, Hui Good evening. Good evening. All right. I'm going to bring my parents to the Gem Museum <laughs> next time they're in Singapore. Um, yeah, so the Gem Museum, what was the inspiration behind it? Well, the inspiration was uh, because uh, my family in the business for the last 46 years. Oh, wow. So my dad is the, one of the first gemologists in Singapore, Mr. Tay Tai San. Okay. And uh, we have a school and we have uh, a lab we, and then we do import-export business. Hmm. So one day we traveled the world. We travelled to Sri Lanka and through Vietnam and we saw that there were museums there. And then uh, in Thailand also there were museums. Uh, but in Singapore, don't have museum lah. So <laughs> we figured out, let's create one in Singapore to tell the story about the uh, gemstones, the mind-to-market story. Yeah. You know, Huying, you have something to... Yeah, so during that time, about 10 years or so ago, uh, we saw that a lot of people, they were not very sure what gemstones are about. Yeah. They're not very uh, clear about the, 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 origins, value, the value, yeah, the origins yeah. and so on. And most of the time, they're like, is this fake or real? Mm, and mm. Uh, they're so scared of being scammed, you know, yeah. like worse than like today. So, <laughs> yeah, we decided that we have the knowledge and we thought it would be a good idea to take out whatever collection that we have to showcase and educate the public of uh, the gemstones or authenticity, quality and value. Yeah. So that's how we started to, uh, you know, set up the Gem Museum. In Sri Lanka, they do like a full-on tour, you know. It's, it's actually, it's really yeah, quite yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of the mines. Yeah. And then oh. there's a whole story behind it and then, of course, they try to sell you. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they actually brought us on the elephant's back, you know. Yeah, and okay. <laughs> and wow. brought yeah. us to a, like a Gem Museum and, and uh, try and sell us something. Yeah, so. then that, that was when... Uh, he brought us to the shop at the end yeah. and we were like, what's of this? Of course. <laughs> then I took out my business card and said, hey, maybe we, we, I can supply oh, you too nice. or something. <laughs> 
what kind of demographic are you looking at where your customers are concerned? Am I guessing it's about 40, below 40, younger people more interested in gemstones? Would I be right to assume that? Well, actually, from the gem museum's perspective, our target audience is uh, families okay. and even the younger kids. Okay. So um, when we started this whole gem museum thing, uh, we realized that there are a lot of kids, they don't quite understand what a gemologist hmm. is about, who they are, what they yeah. do. And they were like, the first question was, um, how much do they earn, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to so Singapore. I was, I was a little bit disappointed. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we thought it would be good to go upstream a little bit and mm. then um, help the children to understand about yeah. gemstones and why like the parents have their gems, their rings and all that. What's the value okay. of it? Yeah. So um, for me, from the museum perspective, that would be like our main target audience, families. Mm. Yeah. So nice. since you brought it up, what is a gemologist? I grew up with my dad looking with, you know, a, a small lens and a little, not chopstick, but whatever, tweezer. a tweezer <laughs> and looking at a gemstone. What was he looking at? I do not know, but he can see scratches and things like that. So what would a gemologist do? A gemologist is a, gemology is actually a sub-science of material science. And uh, gemology is also a mixture of physics, chemistry, a little bit of economics, geology. you know, and geology. Wow. So it's actually a very interesting subject because mm. it's multidisciplinary. So what the gemologists do, in our lab, we basically verify stones, we test the stones, we see whether is it really a diamond, is it a, a ruby, you mm-hmm. know. And also in our lab, we do a lot of valuation. So Curious about that. Yeah, because uh, we, we get a lot of families coming in, you know. Mm. Oh yeah, my father, uh, he bought this. Uh, then he now gone already. Uh, he left it with us. Left in the mooncake box. Don't know whether it's glass or not. No? We're real or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they bring it in and then, like uh, today we just tested some some stuff that was inherited by okay. from a guy. Okay. It's supposed to be in really beautiful jade, but it turned out to be quartz. It's uh, another kind of stone that was dark color. So for an untrained eye, we don't know these yeah. things. Yeah. Right? We yeah. see something that yeah. blings and if it looks good set in a piece of ring or whatever, it looks good enough. But yeah. there's a lot more value to gemstones than what we see. Yes, of course. So for layman, right, when yeah. you see a stone, oh, it's so beautiful. The next question is, how much would it be? Mm-hmm. Right, which is why I mentioned just now on authenticity, quality and value. So even before we talk about value, let's look at the quality. But yeah, even before we talk about the quality, because glass can look so beautiful, oh, yeah. let's talk about <laughs> the authenticity. So we try to cover all these areas mm. uh, in the Gem Museum. And uh, right now, because we are at a three-story shop house, so we have also our, our lab in the same place where people can go and just have a look see it's out of bounds for visitors but we have like a window that you know you can see mm. through it so if a gemologist is working in there the gemologist is part of our exhibit in the museum oh. so, so it's like the lines within the gemstone as well for yeah. example like an emerald there's some like veins for I don't know the, the, the word used there but is there an index to gauge the value after all of that is there an international pricing or something like that? Uh, I'm curious about that. How, how do you guys decide? There are some guides of uh, pricing. Okay. But what happened is that uh, because gemstones are like a huge bunch of different stones. Okay. okay. Whereas diamond is just diamond. Right. So the diamond index is very straightforward. Okay. You see okay. this, is this. But when you look at a gemstone, there's emerald, ruby, yeah. sapphire. Yeah. Then you come with the rare stones, yeah. red barrel, tough fire. All sort of strange stones. And then different stones come from different countries, from <laughs> Myanmar, from, from Afghanistan, you know. Yeah. So because of this, the pricing index, there's no one 
one size fits all. Oh, okay. So that's where uh, people like us, like me, I, I deal with gemstones, uh, mm-hmm. come into the picture where I advise my, my client, you know, and uh, I, I tell them about from my experience mm. and from traveling around the world. And we have a very large network. So one thing about being in this, we created a museum is yeah. to tell the children and to the families that the world is your playground mm-hmm. because we cannot, no man is an island. We need to have a good network. So when somebody like you ask me, hey, this one how much? Huh? <laughs> I have to test it in the lab first. Yeah. After I ascertain what it is, yeah. then I make a lot of phone calls or rather send out a lot of WhatsApp messages. Yeah. Uh, hey, how much are this? What do you think? You yeah. know? And I get, and because we've been dealing with each other, mm-hmm. our lingo matches. Right. This is very right, important right. that yes. you have that connection. Yes. Right? But if you, let's say you send me a, a text message and show me the, hey, how much this one? Uh, I can't answer you because yeah. maybe our lingo doesn't yeah. match. Yeah. 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 That, that's a fair point. Yeah. This is so interesting because there are so many questions I wanted to ask my parents, just keep forgetting. So now <laughs> I need to ask you because we're on air. So when it comes to <clears throat> quality, for example, if you're looking into a, a lens, a loop to check for the quality of a particular gemstone, how does that matter for the rest of us when you need to use something so small to look at it? Well, when we look at quality... Because we don't see scratches with our, yeah. Yeah. you know... Um, is the price because okay. mm. it affects the price. So mm. whether you can see it or not, it still mm. affects the part, the yeah. price. So many a times, why is it so expensive? You know, it looks the same. Mm-hmm. That's the issue because you can't see it. But when we check it, we'll see that, oh, there is a, like a fracture in yeah. there. It uh, it affects the durability. It oh. affects the integrity of the stone, yeah. which is why the price uh, drops in that sense. Yeah. And then, of course, the other thing is about the colour right. of the stone. So if the colour is natural, naturally it's more expensive because it's rare. But if the colour is not natural, like say for example dyed colour mm. or treated in some way, then of course the price would be quite different as well because that's not so rare. This is another yeah. thing. I keep hearing my mom talk about colour of diamond, but when you see it with your bare eyes, <laughs> there is no colour unless you really, really look for the colour. There, there are some stones, uh, coloured diamonds, like right, pink, 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 pink blue, diamonds, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and green. So there's, there's actually a lot of things to talk about and that's why we create the gem music. You say something, Tim, I wish I could talk to my mom about it. So one of the focus of the museum is really to create conversations mm. for families to come. And uh, our admission is free. Mm. Uh, why we do that? Because this is a very niche subject. Uh, then families will come and then there will be like the youngest kid that's like five years old and then the older one's like 16 and then the grandfather and then they were like, hey, Grandpa, you got this one right, you know. <laughs> so we, that's something that we really enjoy very much. So in the hierarchy of gems, yeah. why is the diamond, I assume the diamond is the top one. Um, how is it determined? Which one has more value? Which one costs more between like your emeralds, your rubies? Oh, this one. I think this one I should answer huh? because I deal with it more. <laughs> okay, so what happened is that uh, diamond is a very structured, very well-developed because the, the items has been around for many years mm-hmm. and then uh, because of that uh, and it's only one substance. Right. So to understand it like just now I say the diamond index only one one substance. So, so it's it, rare. It's rare but um, it's, it's easy to understand. You you can create a method to understand it very well. Mm-hmm. So in, in the 1950s I think GIA came out with these four C's c- uh, color, carrot, cut and carrot weight. Yeah. So because of this uh, there is a proper uh, it's very properly how to system. say system it's systemized uh. so because of that the value can be traded mm. so people can buy and sell mm-hmm. and that's one of the key things that uh, that's why diamond is so high value mm. and also another thing is that diamond there was just enough 
raw material. Okay. Because okay. if there's not enough raw material, the big companies cannot buy it mm. and market it. And this is one of the key things. Uh, yeah. uh, notice you've brought oh, yeah, something, yeah. a bit of a problem in the studio. It, it looks, it's a giant gemstone. I feel that if I have it, I can harness the power of the sun. Tell, yeah. tell us a little yeah. bit about it. Oh, right. I brought aqua, a... So it says CT Aquamarine on it. We'll try and take a photograph of it sure. uh, a little bit later on and put it up on uh, our Instagram page. But tell us more. It's a 267 carat aquamarine. Uh, coming from Afghanistan. Yeah, you can put it and on your then, finger. Uh, it's about hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Afghanistan, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> so an interesting market. Because you all say money FM la, so better bring something with <laughs> some money, uh. Yeah, and th- there's some things that we have in the museum to right. to make excite people and create conversations. Mm. You know, like yeah. people are like, wow, so big, I think toilet. What's this? You know? And from there we actually want to create conversations. Yeah. yeah. And because the main problem that the museum is going to solve is actually the legacy part. Okay. Because in the lab, we actually have many families coming in. Like today, yeah. one guy inherited this. And a lot of times, they have problems because not documented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and also, there's another problem that we're also trying to solve is people always say, it's great investment, you know. So mm-hmm. last two years, a lot of scams coming up, right? right. And uh, that's one of the reasons why Huying also went to study and became a licensed financial consultant. Wow. And wow. she's, I mean, licensed. Lah. So we can really talk to people yes. and share. Because stones actually is a great collectible. Yes. But as an investment, it's a super risky investment yeah. because you need to know so much to buy it. Lah. Education yeah. and trust is essentially yes. what they're trying to build. So what I'm aware of, diamonds, for example, you have certificates so you can easily, as you mentioned, you know, yes. uh, regulate it or have it documented in, in, in a way. But do other stones have the same kind of certification Yes, um, but the system is a little bit different. It doesn't follow exactly the four Cs because, uh, as he mentioned, right, different gemstones have different types of minerals. Mm -hmm. So uh, certain qualities are not part of the four Cs. For example, like pearls or amber or jade. It has its own system, its own quality system. So as much as the certificates so-called are the same, but the information in them might slightly differ for the different types of gems. So based on that kind of paper, work, then is it easier to be able to trade and know the value of what you're buying and things like that? Slightly easier, but the fun thing about gemstones is that people really appreciate the beauty of it. Of course. So we don't just trade paper. You know, for diamonds, on the other hand, maybe you talk about it being colourless, right? You can't see the colour, so you're actually really trading paper in a sense. But for gemstones, it's a bit different because uh, even if you see this large piece, there might be another 267 carat aquamarine, but the cut is different, Mm. you know? So how is the value assigned though? I mean, why is the diamond more expensive see, than you, something You need his WhatsApp contact list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. Really because curious. I was never, when I was growing up, I was never really interested in the gemstone business because I was surrounded by it. So now I'm trying to figure out how do you determine a value of a certain gemstone versus another of a different kind? Yeah, so so many people ask this question, but uh, this question is actually what you're trying to ask is how do I compare the value of an apple with an uh, orange? Okay, you know because essentially they are different minerals, so it's difficult to compare. But you can ca- uh, sort of compare a Fuji apple with a yeah. Chinese apple yeah. with an African but if, apple. If I want to appear richer than Elliot, for example, and I'm faced with you know a choice of emerald and and rubies. <laughs> I know if I choose the diamond, I'll be richer than, than, than Elliot. But between diamonds and rubies, which one should I choose? You know, something like that. Well, that's it interesting depends question. your budget. <laughs> la. you know, but recently, <laughs> nice. uh, the nice. last few months, uh, uh, there was a big auction. 
they, they auction a 55 carat ruby for 55 million dollars wow okay. so maybe you wear ruby now the people will know that it's you, trendy right yeah, yeah you're you worth some money you know yeah <laughs> but then you know you need to know how many carats uh, but as far as richness goes you just look at uh, tip goes watch uh, just a final question <laughs> a very very quick one um, Gem Rendezvous uh, earlier this month how was that event for you guys and what are you guys working on in the future well the Gem Rendezvous was a very interesting event it's the first time we do something like that gemstones with wellness you know in the in the oh, whole yeah. setting how, how does that yeah. really the gem, gems and wellness well in the gem museum we have a lot of people that come in and they ask us about healing with right. gems and I've, crystals yes. uh-huh. and then they talk about like yellow sapphires or yellow citrine yeah. bringing yeah. them prosperity wealth and things like that so we've figure out that people do want to have certain kind of a um, you know something to fall on you know in right. a sense whereby for their wellness whether mm. mentally emotionally or even physically so we thought it would be quite interesting using gemstones okay. as a topic for people to come in and engage with each other and uh, throughout the whole um, event what I realised was that a lot of times um, issues in our life actually uh, involves people okay. you know so like for example in COVID right many times this is because we are locked up in one home yeah. with like our own family members and sometimes that created some problems so um, in the whole event we realised that when we can help people to engage with one another it actually does help them in their um, mental emotional and even physical health so uh, we created that gemstones and we had like a series of events such as like, gem reading mm. gem art jamming art jamming oh, you know using art, yeah, jewelry making and wow. it really helps people room. Yeah, <laughs> we escape room at the museum. And uh, those um, covers a few pillars of emotional, mental, lifestyle, as well as uh, physical. And uh, yeah, for that event, I thought um, it's something really new for us as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I think in future, what we are, our future plan is my grandfather used to own an amusement park yep. in uh, Batu Pahat. This sounds good already. So I, I want to create a gem amusement park for people to come and enjoy gems and, you know, and learn and have family time together lah. Maybe so, uh, we have a gem buff, you know, make a, a room. Gem gem. <laughs> I would do that. I'll check my pockets on the way. Out. <laughs> I, I'm so tempted. Uh, we've been speaking with uh, Taekun Ming as well as Lok Hui Ying, co-founders and directors of the Gem Museum. Make sure you go check it out. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.